0: So, scalar multiplication, if you want to take some number K times a matrix A, you can do that by taking K times each entry in the matrix. So for example, negative 3A could also be written as negative 3 in front of the entire matrix, 3, 4, 10, 2, 1, 0. 6, negative 3, negative 1, 1, 0, 2. Now I apologize, I went against convention and I went down by columns instead of across in rows. So column 1, 3, 4, 10, 2, column 2, 1, 0, 6, negative 3, column 3, negative 1, 1, 0, 2. Multiplying that times 3, we multiply every entry by 3. Sorry, negative 3. Negative 3 times 3, negative 9. Negative three times one going across the row this time. Negative three times one, negative three. Negative three times negative one, positive three. Negative three times four, negative twelve. Negative three times zero, zero. Negative three times one, negative three. Negative three times ten, negative thirty. Is this big enough? Negative three times six, negative eighteen, negative three times zero, zero. And the final row, negative 3 times 2 is negative 6. Negative 3 times negative 3 is 9. And negative 3 times 2, negative 6. So that's negative 3a. If you'd like, you can put the dot in between to show the multiplication, but you don't have to. Negative 3a is this matrix. Notice the same size as a. So multiplying by a scalar does not change the size or the dimension of the matrix. It only changes each corresponding entry in exactly the same way, in this case times negative 3. Now, this will be useful when we have things like fractions. For example, we could go backwards. If you have a fraction like this, sorry, a matrix like this full of fractions. Suppose, for example, you have this matrix, I'll call it B. Now, you could write it this way, but you could also take the one-half out. Factor out the one-half so that you don't have to write one-half three times. So a lot of times you're going to see this, and also when we get out the graphing calculator, you might see this as your result in a graphing calculator computation. If I factor out the one-half, then what's remaining right here? Well, factoring is dividing, but that might not help because dividing by fractions isn't so much fun, is it? Negative three halves divided by a half. What is that? Well, what would you need in order to get back negative three halves if you were to multiply by a half? Just negative three. Negative three times a half, negative three halves. So when we factor out the one half, you can see, oh, isn't it just taking out the denominator? Yes, until you get to this one eight when you factor out a half what goes in here the common answer is to say four can you see why four doesn't work half of four is not eight half of what is eight that's what you need right there and the answer is 16. so remember when you divide by a half you multiply by the reciprocal so dividing by a half is multiplying by two you can see it working right here eight divided by a half is eight times two or 16. So, we can use the scalar multiplication also to write a matrix more cleanly. At least to us it seems that way because we don't have to write over 2 every time. Okay, going back to our definitions, um, we have to talk about negative A, or negative B, or negative C, and it really just means negative 1 times a matrix. And it just means the opposite of every entry. So if, if you have the same A that we've been working with, so as not to confuse, negative A would be the same matrix, but just with opposite sign. So negative three, negative one, positive one, negative four, zero, the opposite of zero is still zero, negative one, negative 10, negative six, zero, and then negative two, three, and negative two is negative A. Now our final definition is definition number five. And definition number five says, Z, a zero matrix, is a matrix all of whose entries are zero. Okay, so if you're looking for a matrix Z, the zero matrix that you can add to C and get C back again, then can you imagine what Z would look like? In matrix addition, we take each corresponding entry and add them together. So we would need exactly the same size matrix, and in order to get just C back again, you can probably guess what each entry would need to be. That way, four plus zero gives us four back again. Negative three plus zero gives us negative three back again. Zero plus zero is still zero, and two plus zero will still be two. So C plus Z is C, and notice, It's still a 2 by 2, just like C is. Now, some people will use this notation. I don't think your book does. But if you see Z2, that's a quick way to say um, the square 0 matrix, 2. If you wanted to be more specific, you could say Z2 by 2. And then you can imagine what Z3 by 3 might be, or Z2 by 3. The zero matrix does not need to be square, so that's why I would need to specify both dimensions. In the next section, we'll see a very special matrix where we only need to write one number.